Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 504 of the show. Crazy, 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 crazy. I love it. This episode is all about how to build leadership skills in 2022 because I think there are some things that change a little bit as time goes on. I am positive this is going to be a excellent episode for all of you. So make sure when it is, you screenshot it, put it in your stories, tag me at I'm Boss Lee, tag some friends. You can also grab the exact direct link and just share immediately to chats, to your story. You can use the little link up at the top on Instagram or on Facebook um, or just share in a text message. Doesn't matter to me. But I love you guys. I appreciate you. This episode is really, really powerful. It's short, it's sweet, it's to the point, and I really think it's going to help a lot of you in your business. If you end up loving this as much as I think you're going to, make sure you screenshot it, put in your stories, tag me at I'm Boss Lee, and tag some friends. Y'all are amazing. Thank you for those five-star reviews, and make sure you join jessieleetelegram.com. If anywhere on here seems or sounds like a income claim, I just want to let you guys know, I know that by no means am I normal, and so therefore, uh, you're going to have to work your butt off. Network marketing works if you work, and uh, no income claims. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Enjoy this episode of the show. Today's training for the champions is I want to talk about some of the most underrated qualities of a good leader. And I want to kind of go into all of this because leadership is just one of those things where um, it's all, you're always going to evolve. You're always going to grow. And there are just, there's just certain things that if you say, what does a leader have? I was, I was inspired through this training after last night's empire training, right? Where I said, what does a, what does a rank 10 do? And, I, and you guys saw it, right? The whole chat's filled up with they're consistent, they're determined, they're driven, they're respectful, they're, they're self-starters, they're this, they're that. Well, they're all of these things that all of you know. No, none of them are dumb. Nobody's stupid. They're characteristics of a leader, right? These are characteristics of a leader. And the more that you start to develop those different skills inside of it, the more that stuff grows and stretches inside of you, okay? We all, and, and by the way, like we all put lids on what is possible, we all do this, okay? I literally, I intentionally bought this book called The Big Leap. I don't know where it is. I'm like 10 page, I'm like 20 pages in. I gotta finish it today. Um, Cause I'm like, it's giving me anxiety that I haven't finished it. Cause it's one of those books that I know I need to read. You know what I mean? It talks about how he, like, it's like a self-sabotage almost thing. I'm like, shit, here I am self-sabotaging by not reading. The- I read the first 16 pages in five minutes and I went, damn it, I really need this book. And I put it down. I'm like, oh, damn, that really means I need to pick that book right back up again. Okay, we all do this thing. You guys are all doing it if you've been sitting at, at rank six for as long as you have been or seven for as long as you have been or eight for as long as you have been or teetering between whatever as long as you have been. It's, it's all this stuff. We put these limitations on what is possible when the limits don't actually exist. It's just us stepping into our leadership and saying, I'm really not great at goal setting. I'm just kind of driving towards I don't know what and saying, maybe I should take the time to write down the actual stuff I want, right? And maybe some of you, that's not your problem, right? Maybe for some of you, you're like, I'm just not good at being accountable. Like I say, I'm going to do these things. I write these things down and I don't know why. I just don't do them, you know? I'm like, ah, I'll let, I'll let, okay, well, I mean, I got, like, I could do this with all of you. Well, shoot, I don't really have to. I got Kayla Hahn on my team. I got Megan George on my team. I got, I got Kat Pollock on my team. I got Adele Talty on my team. I got Jamie Lynn Wright Hankins on my team. I got Amanda Hodgson-Halls on my team. I got Courtney Schoen on my team. I got, I got Mateo on my team. I got all the all these people on my team. What the hell? I don't need to do nothing. I'm just going to come up on these calls. I'm going to talk about how great y'all are. And I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to send you off into the abyss, which is what a lot of people do, right? Not y'all. I'm just saying this is very common in leadership. It's like, no, no, no. My job, my job is to make sure these people are just, you know, go-getters. We've got to be go-getters. We have to be the ones that go out there. It is so common. It is so common. And we are in a different kind of compensation plan. I'll just be honest with you, okay? We're in a compensation plan that's built forever. 
okay? We're in a compensation plan that's built for steady checks. And I know some of you are like, my check's not steady. It went from 3,000 to 2,000. That is still very steady, okay? My check went from 20,000 to 19,000. It is still steady. 20 to 15 is still steady. You know, 30 to 35 is still steady. 50 to 45 or whatever, that is steady money. That doesn't happen in other compensation plans. I like and I intentionally did not join a binary. I don't know if you guys know that or not. Some of you know that. I didn't want a binary because in binaries, if I'm making $500,000 a month, the most the next person could even make is 250. And then the next level, the most they can make is 125. Like everything gets cut in half. So you wouldn't have rank threes making big money because some of these rank threes are out earning rank sixes. Like <laughs> Kelsey, yeah, pretty much. All right. Like, like <laughs> I wanted something where quite frankly, you guys, I mean, I know you know this, but you can out earn me, right? We love Lisa. Well, I don't know about we, but I do. I think we all do, right? We love Lisa. I, I spanked Lisa. Okay? Like, I spanked her in income, right? Because you can out-earn anybody in this compensation plan. You just can. You know, you've got, you got seven, you got sixes out-earning, uh, out-earning some eights. You've definitely got sevens out-earning eights by far. We, our team in general definitely for sure has seven. Andrea, oh my God, my, you're right in the middle of my screen. I like looked down and I was like, he's literally 100% naked. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. That was like literally just all man torso. I didn't see any shorts. I'm sorry. I was, that was really distracting. Really distracting. Okay, wow. Okay, I don't even know what I was just saying. So let me move on to my training because I just had a very much so pattern interrupt. Good Lord. Holy smokes. I hope everybody had their, their, uh, well, I don't even know. Like it, I don't know what to say. If you missed the call and you're hearing this, uh, on replay and you didn't see what the rest of us saw, what a sad day it is for you. Okay. Wow. Okay. <coughs> so back to qualities of a, of a leader. Look at Mateo scowling over there. Like he's going to have to un unrobe or something. I swear. All right. We have all these handsome men that are champs now. I got, I love it. I love it, man. Our jobs are just difficult. Our jobs are hard stuff. All right. Anyway. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The thing is there are so many different kinds of good leadership. Okay. You can be a super spiritual leader who focuses all on good, happy attitudes, right? You can be, um, somebody who is a, very much so an ethical leader who focuses so much on, I do the right thing. We do what's right. Okay. You could also be somebody who is very team focused and everything is inspiration and, and really trying to, um, yeah, inspire your team to work, work more. Right. And so I'll say leadership has shifted a lot. Leadership has shifted a lot because we are in a world that is changing so rapidly, right? I mean, the world is changing fast and people are fast to try to say, to try to cancel people that are obviously good leaders because they don't agree with 100% of what they say. And, and the reason I opened this call when I said to you guys, like, please text me when you need something or when something needs to change or when you need something to be done differently, that's because... I know I'm not right 100% of the time. We don't have to agree on everything. I guarantee on this call, you know, there's a, we don't talk, we're not a team that talks about our, you know, I know there's very religious people on this team. We don't come on the call and start with Bible study because I want everybody to be able to have their own beliefs. It doesn't mean that your belief is wrong or David's belief is wrong or Angela's belief is wrong or Jenny's belief is wrong or Courtney's belief is wrong or any of these, anybody's beliefs are wrong. It's that we're allowed to have differences. We're allowed to see the world differently. And it's so crazy what happens online right now with this cancel culture stuff. It's like somebody says one thing that you disagree with and they're instantly the, the, a devil worshiper. 
right? They're instantly evil. They're instantly terrible. They're instantly, the word they like to use is problematic. Okay, like, what is that? What is that? There are different kinds of leaders. There are di- there's different kinds of leadership. And so what I say, take what works for you. I don't believe to be preaching the gospel of anything except for the gospel of Jesse Lee. Okay. So it might be hundred percent holy to you, but some of it might be, uh, might not work for you. I know Jenny, right? So look, um, I will tell you, I think that one of the things that is super, super important is your intuition as a leader. Okay? I think intuitive leadership is super powerful. It is something that great leaders are going to have. Okay? Like you'll have people that say, "Oh, there's no room for feelings and decision, you know, your feelings when it comes to decision making in business or anything like that." But I will tell you like you can look at data over and over and over and over again. And you can ask people for their opinions on something over and over and over and over again. But how many of you when you've made a decision based off of like the counsel of somebody, okay? Or you've made a decision based off of somebody who's like, no, 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 trust me. Like I've known him forever. You've heard these before, right? Or no, 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 no. And your gut's been screaming at you the whole time. How many of you look back on that? Like I knew all along. I literally knew all along and I didn't say anything. Okay. Trust your intuition. This matters in leadership because some of you have somebody that you are utilizing as almost like an advisor to you possibly. And you know fully well that person does not have your interest at heart. I had a conversation with, uh, with Amanda just a couple months ago and she's like, I knew it. I knew it back in da 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 da. And I'm like, girl, right. You knew, you knew. And she's like, damn it. Right. But it's not just Amanda. This has happened with all, probably almost every single one of you. Right. Definitely happened with Sydney. I knew. I knew. I'm like, yeah, girl, you knew. It, but we do this. Right. We get caught up in the sales. Or we get caught up in whatever. And so the greatest resource I find for making, quite frankly, sound decisions, whether people agree with you or disagree with you, it lies within you. Trust your leadership intuition. Okay. And, and I'm just telling you, I know, especially when it comes to highly complex situations, one of the best things you can do is actually just trust yourself. Do not wait just for, well, I'm just going to go through my cognitive processing and I, I'm just going to, no, it's not about the data sometimes. It's not about whatever the tipping point is. It's about, I know what I'm feeling. I've made the decision and now we're moving on. I've made the decision and now we're just moving on from it. We'll figure out the repercussions when we figure out the repercussions. But that intuition plays an essential role in your decision-making process as well. It allows you in this rapidly changing environment of network marketing, of the ketone conversation, of everything from the empire to whatever. Um, it just, it, it allows you to move quickly and then move on. It allows you to not be super emotional about stuff. It allows you to move on, okay? And then you're able to work. Right, because what happens if you don't trust your intuition? A lot of you have had this happen to you before. You don't trust your intuition, and then it's like you're constantly playing catch up and everything else because you're all the extra repercussions fall in place behind it. You've seen this happen, okay? Second thing I'll say that's an awesome leadership quality that a lot of us are great at, and we got to get better and better and better at it is compassion. And a lot of people in the past would not agree with this statement. They wouldn't associate compassion with business or effective leadership. And people sometimes might say, oh, that's a really feminine quality. And I would say, that's not even true. Empathy and compassion are not, I mean, maybe you could say it's a feminine quality, but I'd say the, most be- the best male leaders are going to be able to exude empathy and compassion towards everybody in their organization as well. Right? Just like those of you who are women on here, 
you step into your masculine role when it comes to closing sales. You can't tell me you don't. <laughs> I know you do. You get super masculine and aggressive in your energy and you're like, what bundle do you want? You know, like what is best for you, right? You're screaming at your phone if you're not hitting the board. You know what I mean? Like you're not in a feminine flow state when you're closing sales. It's just not a feminine action. It's just not. But then when you're talking to someone who's like, I just really, I want, you know, I really wanted to lose 50 pounds of fat and I want to do this. Then you can go into your compassion. There's your flow. And then you close with the, here's your options. It's the ebb and the flow of the two energies that allow you to have the most success when it comes to leadership for sure. Okay. That's, it's not just because you're, you step into your feminine leadership does not, does not make it a weakness at all. Okay. I think compassion has emerged quite frankly as a huge strength in this almost new world we live in when we look at like COVID or we look at, um, just this life in general. And I think that one of the most re- the reasons why this is one of the most important characteristics of leadership to me is that you cannot convince me that every single day we are not getting further and further and further and further from each other, not us as a team, okay, but the world. This technology replacing all the face-to-face contact instead of building real connections People are so focused on their follower numbers. They're so focused on how many views they have. Guys, there are people on our team that every, almost every single video, like someone's in my head right now. She's, she's a rank three. She's hit four before. Every video this woman posts, I'm not even kidding. She's been viral way more times than Kelsey as an example. I'm not, and there's no way I'm saying her name, okay? But the focus on going viral consistently instead of compassionately changing people's lives is why she's only getting like 10 customers a month. You can't get so focused on how many people are watching you. And we're becoming so distant because we're replacing all this, we've replaced all this face-to-face contact with text messages, right? Or with Instagram DMs. Like text messages actually start, have started to feel a little more, huh, wouldn't you agree? Like. Instagram DMs and stuff now are like, God, that's like, that's like the poo-poo. You know, you're like, oh, okay, great. Oh, a Facebook message, great. Someone texts you, you're like, oh, a text. It used, you know what I mean? Like it's shifted that much, that quickly. Um, hold on a second. What were you saying? How do you get to teach that part? The, te- I don't know what you meant, uh, Jenny. I'm sorry. I just saw that, that, that question. Um, but we've become so distant from each other uh, on so many different levels. And although the technology for sure has facilitated the ability to meet so many people around the world, and we have such a diverse, a diverse team and such a, a team that just takes over the globe, I, I'm seeing more and more shallow relationships instead of actually getting to understand each other. And a great leader understands you must use compassion to bridge that gap and seek to understand and actually acknowledge people. So here, I think I'm about to answer your question, Jenny. Who are the people on your team and what's important to them? That's what you got to figure out. What's important to them? What are, what are they hoping to achieve? And how can you support their success? Because compassionate leadership changes everything. Your team's happiness will increase. Their retention will increase. It will motivate them to sell more when they feel like, oh my God, I'm so seen. It's the reason I don't understand. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> the next thing 
that I think is, and I'm, yeah, I'm excited to know some Joellen, of course, of course, of course, it's so sudden, it's so sudden, okay, I, like, I texted Stacy on her birthday, so, uh, I didn't know that Leah and, uh, Stacey were birthday twins until it was their birthday, so happy birthday to both of them, my god, it's just a bunch of legends born on February 7th, for god's sake, oh my god, uh, but, uh, any, like, I texted, I texted Stacy, and I, I said, like, you know, I sent her, you know, a happy birthday message, and part of it was just, like, I cannot wait to get to know you more, like, all I know about you is you got five babies. Well, not all I know about her. But I'm like, you know, I don't feel like I know that much about you. I can't wait to. She's like, oh, my God, me too. Me too. Right? All right. So the next the next thing that I think great leaders have great characteristic, I'll try to breeze through these. I know I took a lot of time for announcements, is inclusivity. Okay? You want to be a more effective leader. I know you know this in general. But be open to the opinions and ideas of others. That's why I opened the call and said that. It's the only way you grow. I read a quote. Um. I was reading a bunch of Olympic quotes this morning just because the Olympics are on and I don't know, I like greatness. And there was a quote, I don't know who she is. Uh, I don't remember her name is what I should say. I don't remember her name. But she said that people will look at figure skaters who fall and they will think, oh, that they sucked. Right? That's like the, nat- you know, somebody falls. Oh, they sucked. And, they, and, the, and her quote was something along the lines of, when I see a figure skater who falls, I think, ah, Somebody who's still willing to grow. That's some powerful stuff, man. Like, oh my God, you have to be willing to fall, right? That means you've stressed yourself. You tried a new trick. You tried something that you were like, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, shit, I can't. Okay, we got to practice this because that hurt a little bit. Okay, like, I thought that was so powerful. I thought that was so powerful. You have to be open to the ideas that somebody is going to say something to you that's just going to chap you a little bit. Someone's going to say something that you're like, ugh, that does not feel good, right? Ugh. But that's how you grow. You grow by including people in your circle that do not commonly share the same vision, thoughts, and beliefs as you. That leadership skill in and of itself leads to openness, which helps you be a strategic planner in how you build your business and assists you in your decision making. I cannot do what Roberto does. When Roberto talks, I just sit and smile and adore how handsome he is and how grateful I am that he is on this team because his brain is literally the opposite of mine. Maybe not literally the opposite, but our skill sets are so different. They are so different. He is such a strong leader. It is wild. And if I did not take the time for now years to give him a safe place to say, Roberto, I am just not good at this, this, and this. So when I screw up, just, just, just tell me so we can make it better. Because I don't know how to make that better, but I know you how to know how to make it better. So Roberto, will you just do it and fix it, Jesus? And he goes, yes, yes, my name's not Jesus, but I will fix it, okay? He didn't really say that, but I just said that in my head, okay? It's so useful. That skill of openness allows our team to grow. We are all so busy, We are all so busy. There's not a single person on this call who is not so busy. And it is so easy to take the quickest path to make decisions, right? But sometimes if we don't let the input of others come in, you'll never grow because you do things that you think make sense. But sometimes you have to let those people say, this isn't working for our culture. This isn't working for how our team works. So this isn't working for whatever and let them grow inside of that. Okay, a lot of the times when you look at like the history of bad decisions, it's often made in a bubble 
where the person in the leadership role clearly never reached out to seek opinions of others. You know what I'm talking about? When somebody calls a call on like a night that everybody in the company does team calls and you're like, what? Right? Or when, when like somebody, they come out with a flavor that you're like, who on earth likes that? Who on earth thought that that was a good idea? Right? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? what? Hold on. You're ha- this is just how you don't know what's happening. Who, who did you consult? Right? You've seen this before a million times. Okay? When you have an inclusive mindset, you start to challenge your own assumptions. Okay? And you understand you don't always have all the right answers. Wait, Jenny doesn't, okay, but Jenny doesn't like grape and Jenny likes Ruby Rush. So therefore, I'm, I'm, I'm revoking muting privileges. There's no unmuting allowed on the champ call. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't hear anything. Okay. All right. You keep your disgusting, skunky pot, pot ketone flavor over there in McKinney. And I'm going to drink my grapey grape and happiness down here in the, in the South. Thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, and now on that, we can admit we're not always right. Like Jenny just did. Okay. <laughs> and acknowledge and respect the intelligence of others. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Okay. There's some differences, I suppose. But okay, I'll give, a, I'll give you a better one. I think the pebbles work the best. The pebbles mitoplex definitely works the best. But why does it taste like pebbles? And who changed it? By the way, y'all, have you tried the new mitoplex? They didn't say it's new. It's definitely new. Those of you who take shots of this, be careful. It's got bubbles in it now. It's going to bubble out of your mouth. So you better be careful. I don't know what they did. Something changed in the Netflix. All right. Cheryl said she almost died. <laughs> Volcanoes in your mouth. Yeah, it's fizzy. I don't know what changed, but nobody asked me if they should turn it into a volcano drink. Okay. So I don't know who they consulted on that. All right. I'm glad we're all laughing and agreeing over here. This is great. Oh, the chicken. I asked for a refund. All right. Moving right along. And Brooke says it is chicken. She said it's just hammered into a, they said, she said they hammered it into a pork shaped chicken. I said, I'll eat no mystery chicken, girl. My chicken needs to look like chicken for me to eat it. Okay. I want a refund. All right. Okay. (laughs) My stomach hurts. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> the next leadership skill I think is useful is making sure you remain curious. Okay. You remain curious. Good leaders are lifelong learners. Okay. They're always looking to improve their skills. They're always looking to increase their knowledge base. And that curiosity, I promise, will shift everything that happens in your business. That zest of learning that you have yourself, spend some time trying to get that to go into your team. That's why I mentioned stuff like book club. Okay. I want you to take that energy, that zest for learning, etc., to try to, to pour it down into your entire team. There are so many people that when we finished that first book winning, they said, I mean, I'm talking dozens of them on book club who said, I have not read a book since I was in high school. My whole life just changed, right? All we did was start a book club. <clears throat> That's all that happened. It's powerful, right? It's all that happens. It's very powerful. And in contrast, that when leaders lack the curiosity and the want to learn, they, they move very quickly 
into uh, into discomfort. They tend to be people who are really easily agitated. They don't they don't like feedback, right? They don't want to get more information. They don't want to hear people's sides of the story, and that really will limit your potential to become a successful leader. All right. Um, next <clears throat> is humility. All right. Like I said, I'm trying to zip through these. There's only a couple more that I've got written down. Humility, and I think this gets dismissed as a leadership quality because people often associate it with weakness. And I'm not telling you to not be loud about your successes. And I'm not telling you for those of you who are damn, I mean, you're all damn good. But those of you who know you are freaking world-class at something, you better tell people you're world-class at it. I got no problem bragging on you. You should brag on yourself. It's going to make people upset anyway. Yeah, you're you're self-fooling yourself. Well, you know what? Do what I do. And then you can talk about it too. All right? Like, we're so accustomed to, um, to people who are not only full of themselves, but then also won't share. And I think that's where the humility comes in is it's like, be the best in the freaking world at it and let everyone know, but then be humble enough to say, I want to take you with me, right? Let me show you, let me show you. I have a quick question for you. I would like some feedback on this from you guys. Um, I saw this on our mastermind yesterday with Eric. Um, and I ended up getting access because Rakan is one of my really, really good friends, by the way, unbelievable on last Monday night's training. I hope you guys loved having him. Um, but he has a, they call it basically their marketing channel. It's a telegram channel and the whole channel, it's super, super organized. Like I could show you guys screenshots of it really quickly. Um, let me see, da, 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 da. let me type in marketing really fast, <clears throat> but it shows them immediately on their team. Like it's kind of like Betty in a way, right? It's kind of like our branding. Like let's get started. This is how you get everything set up. Obviously it's a channel. So only um, qualified leaders would ever be able to have it, but here's your daily content. And then what's really cool on top of all this is when, is they have it like this. Hold on a second. They compiled like the best TikToks for value-based content. And it's only uh, six-figure leaders. But it's like, and so you can click on them like right from there. If you're new or a beginner to crypto, this video is for you. These three major points will help you get started. You get the point, right? But like, it's all compiled in one section for everyone. There's a before and after one, the TikToks that have all worked, um, motivation and style content. Uh, here's lifestyle vlogs. They do a lot of these lifestyle vlogs on their team. We don't actually do this, but yes, they edit them. So they keep them pinned like this. And then they just edit the links inside there. So they're not constantly posting new posts. They just edit it as like trends happen. So like, these are the trending sounds right now that are working. And then that would just get updated, um, over and over and over again. Does that make sense? So we haven't created that yet for the team, but if that's something I feel like that would be really useful instead of continuing to like clog any kind of feeds or whatever. Um, it's really short. It's super to the point. It gets edited and they don't even have to know it gets edited. You know, only people who need to know that it gets edited, gets edited. Um, but I feel, but we, I was having a conversation, uh, at the lake house yesterday and I've noticed that there's a lot of people on our teams who, I don't know where I heard this from too. This I'm learning so much lately. Um, we have a bunch of employees. There's nothing wrong with it, but I'd say 98% of your team is employees. So like they don't do it until they're given a just one short assignment and then it gets done. And the amount of times that I drop a, like if I drop a TikTok link to, let's call it like my frontline chat and I say, do this, it's working really well. They don't even wait. 
They just go do it. But if we give them like, here's our launch plan, here's our whatever, man, they get, they get lost in the sauce. They just get lost. And so if you think that's useful, we can probably get that hammered out and done pretty quickly here. But I would like your opinions on it before I'm like, yes, we're going to do this. Um, it's not been done, I swear. It's not like hiding out and I'm just going to drop it right after this call. So if it's something you think we should do, um, just like throw a yes in the chat and we can, we can probably get it done pretty quickly. I think it would be really beneficial and it would certainly help, uh, certainly help this run. All right. Uh, but anyway, that, that humility, that ability to come down to earth with people uh, and just understand we all have shortcomings. People love that. People love when I get on those calls and y'all make me accidentally emotional, okay, in front of the whole team. They're like, oh my God, Jesse Lee's human. I love it. All right. Okay, the next one, write this down. I'll zip through these, these last ones. Uh, passion. This is like everything. This is everything. Maybe not everything, but man, it's damn near close. You could be dumber than hell, but if you're passionate, you are going to make some money, okay? You could be totally uncreative, but if you are passionate, you're going to make some money. You're going to create a movement. You're going to create a movement just from your energy, right? A strong leader, I swear, is always someone who's passionate about their work. And maybe you're not super passionate about the person you're selling to or super passionate about, uh, you know, uh, a pick three better me or super passionate about whatever, but you are passionate as a person and how that's going to affect other people, right? Or maybe you're passionate about the team's mission, or maybe you're passionate about contributing to the world, or maybe you're passionate about teaching, or maybe you're passionate about, I don't know, whatever, regardless of what you're passionate about. Maybe you're just passionate about the people on your team and getting them to success, but a passionate leader will motivate their team. They will inspire their team to do their best work. And the problem is the leaders who lack passion, that equally rubs off on teams. And that for sure leads to poor performance. When you're starting to see unproductivity, or quite frankly, people who go, I'm so burned out. They're burned out because the person that they looked to to be their passionate, driven leader went, I'm just taking some time off which is fine. Just understand your business. It has a 0% chance of growing. If you are in a season of nah, I just don't really feel like working. Okay. If you are apathetic, your team will be apathetic. I promise you whatever your level of energy is, that is rubbing off on people. Okay. Like, thank God for those three days off because my energy, those three days that I took a little nap, a noodle, <laughs> I did. I napped every day and I slept 11 hours a night. Man, I think the whole team took off. It was great. And then we were back at it. Okay? And then, that's right. And then you get back to the stuff you actually enjoy. And the last characteristic, and then I'll let you guys go. And then I got the rank eight call. So rank eight, so you can just stay on. We'll just jump right into it. Uh, is communication. Communication. Great leaders, they know how to communicate. And a great leader knows that communication does not just refer to how others talk to others, but also how you listen. How do you listen to people? How do people feel heard around you? Do people, are people terrified to talk to you? Because every time you talk to them, you're cutting them off. You're listening just to respond. And guys, I, I mean, Lord, that was me for years. I was not nice. Okay. I was not nice. Megan, you typed something to me earlier and I lost it. Can you type it again? And uh, 
just listen, as I say, listen, what I was reading, and then it fell out of my head, so it just reminded me, I was like, she said something to me, and I don't remember what she said, all right, but be skilled in articulate, articulating yourself, articulating yourself, and also your needs and your wants from the team as well, like, I don't know how many of you were on last Wednesday's call after Rakan left, and the way I communicated to the team, the way that it felt to me, and how I felt that I was letting the team down, because I'm not the one who needs to make more money, they need to make more money, which means they need to be skill-based in their training. And the way I communicated that, the movement in the ticket sales, because people felt heard, seen, and communicated to, instead of being spoken at, was a completely different level of communication, Okay? And when you communicate with people like that, it's a lot easier to then delegate tasks. It's a lot easier to say, here's this responsibility. It's a lot easier for people to see their bigger role in the bigger picture of the organization. And probably the most important part of, of this communication in leadership, like I said, is, is the listening. But how do you listen to your team? Do you listen for feedback? And are you receptive to that feedback? Because there is a difference there is a big difference in saying, yeah, yeah, I heard you, right? But doesn't it feel better when you tell me, hey, this, would, this is better for us, for our team, or this would be better if you did this, or hey, I think we're missing this. Doesn't it feel good to you when I listen and then I respond by actually acting and something changes? Yeah. Nobody likes to keep offering advice to somebody who gets nothing done. Nobody likes that. It does not feel good. So actually listen and then show them that they matter by being receptive to the actual feedback and, and shifting, okay? And so I just think there, it is that it is time for a new approach to leadership in general. Like I said, I think that this 2022 has just shifted so many, so many people in general. I think it's well, 2021 more than anything, I guess, um, but it's definitely time. Speaking of feedback, um, the COC debrief, debrief room of course, um, we, have, uh, we have two spots to fill for that. So if you are interested in contributing to run the COC debrief room at Empire U, um, just make sure, most of you have already reached out that are interested in it, but if you didn't see it in the champ chat because it goes too fast or something like that, feel free to reach out about that. And then if any of you have um, any suggestions for the actual marketing of the relaunch of the tickets that are gonna open um, as one final relaunch, because there were a couple people who said, I couldn't figure out the website, I couldn't figure out where to put in the code, I couldn't figure out whatever. Um, let's definitely move that forward. And then quite frankly, every single one of you, you know fully well that if you communicate this properly, you could probably double your ticket attendance at this event. I'm guilty too. Like, can we reach out to every single person? Yeah. Have we? No. Have we found out people's actual reasons for not going to the event yet? Probably not, right? Let's find out what they're actually feeling, what they're actually thinking. Let's make sure we're communicating that to them, okay? Um, for COC room, um, just make sure you're a qualified champ, okay? Um, it's just important for obvious reasons, uh, but we'll, we'll double check all the qualifications for that anyhow, since I know several of you have reached out. Um, and then, I can't follow your thought process, Courtney. If you want to help with, it's too many lines of text, uh, if you, which is interesting because I like lines of text usually, uh, but uh, for those, she usually types in paragraphs and then she loses me. But if you want to help with uh, telegrams and stuff like that, Kristen Morris is the one who's heading the communications department. I think that's what you're trying to get me to say. Yes. No, maybe so. Yes. Okay, great. So Kristen Morris would be the one to reach out to for that. 
that. Um, and then, yeah, like the personal text to the team, it's almost like how many of you have somebody on your team you know is not yet going to Empire U that you know their whole life would shift? Like who's on your heart? That wouldn't even be a text to me. It might be a text to say, hey, can I jump on a call with you just for like five minutes? I don't even like phone calls, but when I know somebody's life will actually be changed, that's going to get a phone call. Right? That's going to go back to we're so distant and apart in 2022. How can you get people to be pulled in? Right? Like just, yeah, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. It just changes stuff. All right, um, but going down, I would start with the people that are on your heart first, and then maybe people on your team that don't that have volume that haven't purchased a ticket yet, um, people that you feel like are a little disenfranchised and stepping away. How can you pull them back in a little bit more? Um, just those things. But ticket sales are looking awesome, like I said. So super proud of all of you guys for pushing that as much as you have. Um, it really will shift a lot for a lot of you, and I know many of you have not yet experienced an Empire U, and it's going to be phenomenal. So I'm excited for that. Um, I love you guys, and I.